This is Amanda Hahn. And I'm Josh Waltman. You're listening to the Librarian Lunch Break Podcast. With bite-sized episodes for academic library professionals hungry for what's next. Hello, and welcome to our very first episode. We're excited to have you here. Like you just heard, my name is Amanda, and with me, I have Josh Waltman. Do you want to say hi, Josh? Hey, guys. Typically, what we will be doing is we will be hosting interviews with different librarians and library professionals about different topics that we're interested in. But for our very first episode, we wanted to take some time and just introduce ourselves to you. So that's what this episode will be, just a chance for you to get to know us a little bit. Do you want to start, Josh? Or Yeah, the inaugural episode. Hello, library world. Good to be with you. And uh, like, like Amanda said, we're going to basically just do the interview of each other for our episode today. And uh, just so you know who you're talking to and who you're hearing from and all that fun stuff so you know who we are. So I guess uh, we've got three questions that we knew ahead of time for each other. And then we've got three sort of rapid fire questions that I have no idea what you're going to ask me and you have no idea what I'm going to ask you. And so this is going to, this is going to be fun, right? Yeah, I've been scared about it because I feel like you <laughs> like give me a look across the room. So, but it's going to be fun. I'm ready. Okay, great. Uh, all right. So first three questions, Amanda, how did you get into librarianship? Yeah, so I was not always set on the idea of being a librarian. I did my undergraduate in sociology. So I was finishing up my junior year and I was trying to think about what I would be doing after I graduated. Um, there was a big blank space there. At one point I had considered social work, but I didn't think that was going to be the route that I took. And my mom was actually the one that kind of was pressing me towards this idea of working in a library. And I kept saying, no, mom, like you don't know my life because... <laughs> parental pressure. Right, right. But as is often the case, my mom is right, of course. So I started thinking about that idea more about working in a library. And I noticed that on different research assignments that I did, I really liked the part of actually researching, of finding those sources, of tying them together. I was constantly getting like feedback from professors in their, in their grading that was like, great use of sources. So I was like, oh, well, like, I like that part of it. I like going in and finding things. So I was still kind of considering it. And I essentially found some room in my schedule senior year. And I emailed the library director of, of the library on campus, so Andrew Pearson. And I kind of just said, hey, I'm thinking about going to grad school for library science, but I'm not sure. Do you want to have an intern? And he was very excited about the idea and he said yes right away, which is great. So we worked it out with my advisor and with him and with the internship office. And I spent a semester shadowing him at the library on campus, which was great. It gave me some good firsthand experience, shadow different departments. I got to sit down and kind of just pick everybody's brain. Um, and I really liked it. So that helped kind of form the decision to go into librarianship. I applied to grad school my senior year, ended up going to University of Kentucky doing the online MLS program, which I know you have some experience with as well that we'll get to. So went ahead, um, got the master's degree, and then it was job hunting. Mm. So what I noticed in my degree program was that a lot of my classmates were already working in libraries. So they had kind of started working in libraries and then had decided to go back to get the MLS. And I took the reverse approach. I was getting the MLS, but I had no idea what mm. I was really doing with it. So I did work part-time at my local public library 
during part of that time. And then after that, um, yeah, just started applying for jobs and ended up here at Liberty University with you. Fantastic. So it sounds like the person that you interned under pushed you in this direction to a degree and affirmed some of these things that you were already seeing. Yeah, he definitely was just there to kind of answer any questions I had about the career um, and told me, you know, the good and the bad and different things that he had experienced. And he was able to talk about academic librarianship specifically, um, which was something that I really didn't know much about before. I felt like I had a better sense of what a public library did, but getting kind of a sense of a different type of library. And I think that's really what drew me specifically to academic librarianship. Sure. I mean, and, and for the listeners out there, that really is the focus of our podcast, that it's academic librarianship right. rather than public. Right. Great. Um, so second question, what is your current position and you know, what do you like about it? Yeah. So currently I am a research and instruction librarian. I typically work with our undergraduate students primarily, although, you know, you never quite know who's coming up to the research desk. So sometimes it's a mix, but sure. a lot of what I do is the instruction side of things. I'm working with students to help them use the library, find the sources that they need, evaluate those sources, really finding those things that are going to be, going to be the best fit for their research. Um, that also involves going into classrooms, providing instruction there, doing some online webinars for our online students, even things like making our website, you know, easier to navigate, thinking about all of those things kind of from the student perspective. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I think very often people who are outside of libraries don't have a good conception of what a research librarian does. They, they think a librarian at a desk and that just answers questions occasionally. That sounds very much, you have a more expanded scope in your job. Yeah, I think what I've learned is that there's so many different types of students that we really try and meet them wherever they are. So that can be creating a video tutorial hmm. so that we can embed it within their class. Um, that can be teaching APA citation and kind of helping them navigate that area of it. So it can be really fun. I like kind of having a student call the library and ask for research help and I don't know what I'm getting into. Sure. I don't know what topic they're, they're yeah. coming at today, but that's a that's fun true. part of my job is I get to research a little bit of everything. Um, which is a lot of fun. That's great. All right, so third question here, why did we start this podcast from your perspective? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure you'll talk about this too, but for one, I really like podcasts, so that was an easy one for me. I like listening to them, and I was always kind of like, well, it would be fun to guest on a podcast or be on a podcast. As I was thinking about podcasting, I hadn't really thought of it in the professional Kind of side of things yet. I didn't think of doing anything library related until it came up when we were talking one day. And then once we started talking about it, the more I really wanted to do it. So I feel like we have so many informal conversation, conversations in the library about what we're learning, what we're working on, what we're doing, things we're thinking about, articles we're reading. So I was like, what a fun way to sit down and really just hash it out and then share it with other people in the library community. And then bringing in other people to interview gives us a great chance to meet some other librarians, hear what they're doing outside of what we're doing here at the JFL, get some different ideas, and then share that with others. Yeah, that's great. And so now we're going to just move towards our rapid fire questions. Okay. And so just, just so, again, the audience knows you don't know what's about to come. I do not. Okay, so this is going to be off the cuff. Yes. Okay, all right, here we go. Number one, are you more of a hunter or gatherer? Probably a gatherer. Why? 
Because I've never hunted. So that was my <laughs> initial response. Straight down the pipe. Thing. Yeah, I, I thought about that very logically. And I was like, ooh, I do not want to go out in the woods with a gun. Okay. But I could go out and, like, pick some apples from the tree. I'll so I took a very logical yeah. answer to that It's question. all metaphorical, though. Yeah, well. I can see that. All right, number two. If I let you talk about anything for an hour, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. And I don't, I don't know. Gilmore Girls, maybe? I can Ooh, talk a lot about Gilmore that's Girls. That's incriminating. I don't I know, know if I would admit that in front I of a worldwide audience that was, the, audience that was the first thing that came into my head, though. <laughs> okay. Because I'm right. re-watching it again. Yeah. And I feel like I could talk about it. Wow. So I'm, I'm just going to move past that one. Hey, you uh, asked. <laughs> I did. Number three. Um, what would your autobiography be titled? Ooh. These are good questions. I know. I'm a little biased, though. Have you answered these for yourself? I'm I just have. curious. Yes. Okay. I'd ask you this later. <laughs> An audio, autobiography of myself. I I don't know. I'm I'm tempted just to let you come up with a title for me. I don't think you want I'll to say, do that. I'll say um, talking with my hands. I will take that. Because... As you have pointed out to me before, and I know our listeners can't see this, but I move my hands a lot when I talk. I'm doing it now. So I will go with that, and I'll somehow tie that into the autobiography later. Yeah, we'll say it's allegorical. Yeah, yeah. We, can work, we can work it out. Yeah, I, I dig that. Okay, so your turn. Okay, so first questions. These are the ones you know are coming. I already talked about them, so I talked a little bit about how I got here into librarianship. Can you share how you ended up here as well? Yep, completely opposite from your story. And I wonder how many people out there listening have sort of followed the same path that I have that I fell into librarianship. Uh, it wasn't on my radar. It wasn't something of necessarily interest to me growing up or anything like that. To be honest with you, I didn't know that a career in academic librarianship even existed. Um, I, I came to undergrad. Uh, to work on a theology and philosophy degree. And so I really enjoyed the academic side of things. I spent a lot of time in libraries and it turned out that a library student worker position came open and I fell into that pretty quickly and, and really enjoyed the position more than I ever thought I would actually. Um, helping people and especially in doing the research side of things, that, that really was very attractive to me. But after the student worker position was done, I went to grad school and became a graduate assistant for the philosophy department here at Liberty. Um, and so after finishing up a master's degree and um, kind of looking for next steps, uh, I got back into the library game here at the, the library here at Liberty as a staff person. And the more time I spent as a staff person, I realized the more I really enjoy the profession. I mean, it, librarians, first of all, are the coolest people you ever met. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. I mean, I, again, a little biased. A little bit. Now, granted, we're an eccentric people, and that's, that's part of the charm to this whole thing is that we're people who love to, to learn in general and love to help other people. So we, we sort of have a foot in both doors. We're both personable and academic. We can sure. kind of do both things. And uh, that, that was really just a, a good fit for me. I, I wanted to find that balance in the career that I chose, which uh, caused me to go back to library school and um, uh, work on a library master's at Kentucky. Uh, yeah, so just sort of fell into the profession, fell into librarianship, um, and it's been uh, it's been a real journey from there. Would you say that your friends and family were surprised at all that you kind of, as you put it, fell into librarianship, or 
when they heard about it, did they kind of think that that made sense and that was a good fit? I think in some ways it did. I think that they they know me as an inquisitive person and a person that likes to read and, and do research and whatever, you know, whatever capacity that that looks like and, and whatever project I'm working on. So I, I think in general, personality wise, that made a lot of sense. But, you know, I think there's a lot of stereotypes for librarians and overcoming those stereotypes has been a challenge with, with people that know me. Interesting. Yeah. So I know you started as a student worker. You've had a few different positions since then. Tell us about what position you have now and what you do in that role. Sure, yeah. Uh, I've been in a, several dis different departments here. I, I moved from scholarly communications and I was in research and assistance, uh, research and instruction for a while. And uh, currently I'm the coordinator of the Learning Commons. And so uh, I'm a de department head that oversees circulation and a lot of the learning spaces, uh, ensuring that uh, there's a good customer experience, good patron experience at our customer service points throughout the building. So all the opening and closing of the building and all of that fun stuff and interfacing with the customer, the patron, um, is really falls within my purview. And what I like about that, I mean, I think you harped on a lot of this in that, you know, librarians are able to touch on a lot of different topics daily. I mean, there's a little bit of everything depending on what your interests are. I really enjoy the administrative piece of librarianship and the research and instruction piece. I think those those sort of have a lot of variety in working with people that I really enjoy. Um, scholarly comms is really a, a, a burgeoning sort of movement, um, and I, I'm interested in that. And I think I think that's really cool to watch and see how that develops in the in the field. But as far as my current position, I think just working with people and dealing with whatever comes up in front of me is is one of my favorite parts. I think you're picking up on something there too about taking kind of whatever comes day by day. I think it's so interesting when people ask me, well, what do you, what's a typical day look like for you? Sure. Like, well, it can change a lot. It's very true. One day does not always look like another. And I think that's true for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So why podcasting? Why did you agree to be my co-host <laughs> on this podcast? Because librarians are the coolest and most eccentric people there are. Um, no, I, I think, I think a lot of what you said is my same sentiment. I mean, I think it's great to hear from other people in the profession. We're considered early career librarians, and so we have a lot to learn from others, and we'd like to hear from others outside of our immediate context. And this really gives us a way to do that in a way that also helps to further knowledge you know, in the career, in the field, um, beyond just our current organization. I mean, it's, it's a way to, to communicate with other librarians, hopefully across uh, the country is, is our hope. Yeah. And uh, really hear from different contexts. and. Um, you know, from a professional development standpoint, that's really the conversational piece, being able to bounce ideas back and forth and look at trends and, and not just live in an echo chamber, I think is really, really important in our career. And there's so many libraries that are doing exciting things that mm. you don't always get a chance to hear about until later on or after they've pu published the article about it. It'd be, I'm looking forward to just meeting with some people and kind of talking about what they're doing right now as they're doing it. Absolutely. Fantastic. Okay, so I have some rapid-fire questions for you. Here we go. I'm nervous. Okay. So which one of these best describes your personality? Oh, my goodness. Fork, knife, or spoon? Oh, fork, knife, or spoon. I feel like the knife is too aggressive. Okay. Um, the spoon is probably too passive, and so I'm going to sit somewhere in the middle with fork. 
Okay. Any other reasoning beyond that that you want to share or you, you feel good with that? I think I feel good with that because the fork, if you think about this, the fork is really the utilitarian utensil. Sure. You can do a lot of things with a fork that you couldn't necessarily do with a knife or a spoon. So I'm going to I'm going to serve route. a lot of purposes. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm the pinch hitter, if you will. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. What is something that you don't like that other people love? So what's that thing that when you say, oh, I don't really like fill in the blank and everybody, you know, gives those horrified yeah. gasps across the room. Okay. I'm going to offend a lot of people right now. I'm ready for it. Yeah. I don't sure? know if our audience is ready for it, but I'm ready for okay. it. Okay. Pizza. Really? I don't love pizza. Interesting. Yeah. I think that is not something I knew about you. Yeah. I mean, I'll eat pizza, but here's the thing about pizza. The pizza is like the go-to party food. Okay. So it's just and, overdone. And it's overdone. Everywhere you go, you eat pizza. There's always these, um, you know, artisan pizza shops that come up and, and, you know, when you get a group of friends together, they all want to want to go there. And like, that's the food that you eat as a kid, like every weekend, you know, like if your if your parents don't want to cook or something like that, oh yeah, just grab a pizza when you come home from work. Um, yeah, so I just, I think that's the overdone food. I, uh, I'd rather try something different. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little offended, but I'm going to. Yeah, it's okay. I'm going to at least give you a chance to answer question number three. You know, I'm, I'm more of a fork, so it's, it's going to be a little sure. bit offensive. Of course. Yeah. Okay. So final question. Okay. For some context, you are from Southern Virginia. Yep. I am not. I am from North of the Mason Dixon line. Mm. So sometimes when we're talking, you say things <laughs> that I don't even understand. Yep. So can you share with us maybe one of your favorite pieces of Southern Virginia hmm. slang and then maybe explain it to me well, if I don't understand it? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to hold the fact that you're a Yankee against you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to be discriminatory in that way. But, um, you know, being from the South, it, we're just better people in general. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, so a, a couple of things with the, with the language of the South. There, there are Southern expressions in general that you have to learn in order to assimilate into the culture. And then there are Southside Virginia expressions that are very important too. So a Southern expression that is just the quintessential Southern expression is, is bless your heart. You've got to understand bless your heart. And the thing with bless your heart is this is a very nuanced term because bless your heart can be an insult just as much as it can be a sincere, um, you know, statement of concern, depending on context and picking up those contextual. So you clues. have to use it carefully. Exactly. So that's the, the, the Southern expression. And then the South side of Virginia expression, I think I like the most is something that is a hard row to hoe. So when you're working. It's a little bit of a tongue twister. It is, especially for Southerners who have a draw. But um, a hard row to hoe. So that, that means that you know, so if you're working on a, on a farm um, and your crop is, is organized into rows and you're working through that row with, let, let's say, a hoe and you're chopping out grass around your crop uh, and those rows are very long and sometimes you come into some segments of the row that are very grassy and it takes a long time to chop out all that grass. So the expression is basically saying that you've hit a patch in your life or in your career or in something that you're working on that has a lot of grass and it's going to take a long time to chop it all out. So it's a very difficult time in life or the, you know, that particular part of the project. So that's a little bit of, um, a little bit of linguistics from the South for you. 
for those that are listening. I'm going to be listening for any that you throw out yeah. in future episodes I like so that, that I can learn them. Yeah, make sure you ask me in future episodes I will. To, to clarify and define. I will. Yeah. Because trust me, you have said things before that I have not understood <laughs> that I've made you repeat. <laughs> I'll take it. That's I'm trying scary. to catch on, but you know, yeah. you have to work with me a little bit. Yeah, well, that's okay. I won't hold it against you. But you survived the rapid fire questions. I did. They, they were not as bad as I was thinking they were going to be. Well, there so. you go. Yeah, you were pretty nice. All right, so... Uh, listeners, thank you so much for taking the time for this lunch break. Um, we will be back with episode number two, and we will have an interview with Tim Siegel, who is the Enterprise Systems Librarian at Virginia Commonwealth University's James Branch Cabell Library in Richmond, Virginia. Hopefully I got all of that correct. And so we will have the interview with Tim next time. We will be discussing some trends that he's seen in the field and interests that he has and we hope that it will be beneficial to everybody that listens, but make sure you tune in and we'll have more to come on Library and Lunch Break. 